Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the LNBC Students Podcast. Joined again by Taylor Terzik. Yep. And Cameron Justice. It is I. And it's a brand new year, guys. It's 2020. 2020. Now, how many churches do, do you, you think... Say, oh, sorry. How many churches do you think are doing a vision series <laughs> oh, right I, now? So I, I, can tell you, I can tell you exactly how many. Because so we use it we use uh, for our social media like uh-huh. if we just want like a stock graphic to go with like a yes. text or something yeah. we'll like post those sometimes um, and you would be amazed <laughs> at the amazed. it's Igniter Media you would be amazed with how many things it's like 2020 vision <laughs> it's like in the sermon series catalogs in the social <laughs> graphics folders it's ridiculous I'm just like nobody please. says that legitimately anymore though if somebody says 2020 vision they say ironically. That's true. I feel like now. Well, isn't like 2015 vision better than 2020 vision? Yeah, but I don't. What? But most people don't yeah, have that. I didn't know. Yeah, that. the lower the number, the better it is. But like the average. Well, I thought 2020 I guess, I guess was perfect. Vision. That would be. A, I feel like more people now require glasses and contacts than people that don't. <laughs> also, but it's it's cool to wear glasses now. So a lot of people who true. don't need glasses, they just wear them. I anyway. mean, you're talking to the guy who wears glasses just because he feels like it's. Yeah, just like a hip <laughs> fashion statement. Yeah. So. <laughs> With it being 2020, <laughs> first po- yeah, terrible segue. Yeah, first podcast of the year. I thought it would be a good idea. Maybe let's take a step back mm. and let's reflect on 2019 mm. specifically. Let's talk about maybe movies that we saw or enjoyed or hated. Just maybe let's start mm. with movies and then we can maybe go into something else. So, what what movies did you guys movies see? Movies of 2019. So movies that came out in 2019. You got well. There's the big blockbusters like mm. Endgame. Yeah, Endgame right. came out. Right. Star oh, yeah. Wars: Rise <laughs> of Skywalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Toy Story 4. Mm. The Joker. The I still Joker. never saw Toy Story 4. Really? I didn't think no. it was that good. I I, I, I get I get either it's not good or it's amazing. Oh really? Not yeah. to spoil anything, but like. It was just all about Woody, and that was cool, but, like, yeah. mm-hmm. the other toys were just kind of left, you know, on the side. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm perfectly content with three being the ending for right. right. It mm-hmm. seemed It seemed excessive. Like, the, the third one ended really well, and that yeah. would have been fine. Which yeah. is what something uh, that people say also about the latest Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. True. Right? True. It's going to be redundant. But it's going to make money, so why wouldn't they? Yeah. I saw uh, Lion King. And oh yeah, <laughs> and that was my first exposure to Lion King. I had never actually what? seen the original. Yeah, so really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just baffled. I, I swear I don't remember it. I, I may have been exposed to it when I was like super young and I don't remember it. But I wow. promise you, I really don't have a memory of like watching yeah. the original as a child. You like, seem like such it. a Disney guy to me, though. I'm really like, not. Like I, I, I've never been to Disney World. I don't watch oh, that wow. many Disney movies. Like it's, I'm not like a Disney. Do you guy. have Disney Plus? I do have Disney, <laughs> but but I only have it because Madeline is obsessed with Disney, oh, and so you and pay I get for it. your own Disney Plus. Well, no, I get it for free because uh, oh, I have no Verizon. Verizon. Yeah, yeah for that's the, what for we do. Year. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. Um, one of some of my favorite movies of 2019, like in terms, I I really appreciate like well done movies, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if like the messaging in them is not the best or anything <laughs> like that, or even if they that's would a good s- way of phrasing it. Just yeah, strictly from a cinematic. From a cinematic yeah, point of yeah. view, and I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because mm-hmm. Tarantino's great. Um, there's a movie called Marriage Story mm-hmm. that, oh my god, it it actually has a really interesting message about marriage and how communication is just critical to marriage, mm. and uh, it was just really beautifully done. Um, I cried through like half that movie. And although yeah. the Joker scared me in terms of its messaging a little bit, yeah, apparently it gets like kind of. 
Yeah. Psychologically, kind of messes with people. I, I, but it's it, Joaquin Phoenix in that movie. Fantastic. I think he should win something for it. Yeah. I mean, he was. Are all the awards done with? Um, I don't like think how does so. that work? Do they like give awards for nineteen movies? They're this down year? to a few. I think so. No, I, I think I think it's like earlier in early in the year the Golden Globes and Oscars happen. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Did anyone see that movie, The Lighthouse? No, I've with Robert Pattinson. So good. I yeah. heard. I want to see it. It looks really cool. I have yeah. a list of movies from 2019. I still want to see like um, Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Which oh, with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. The Gospel <laughs> Coalition actually said like great piece of art. Really for 2019. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Along with Kanye's album. They said oh, the movie about <laughs> Kanye's album. No, no, just the they made album. a movie. About oh, 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 they did. Yeah, make they a movie they about made a, Kanye's this, album. I think it was called Jesus is King too. Yeah. yeah. Well, not number two, two but T O O. Yeah, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming back. <laughs> what uh, about you, Cam? Um, mine is pretty synonymous with Taylor's. Uh, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is probably my top. Um, I just recently watched Marriage Story after Taylor mm-hmm. told me about it. I did. That was really emotional, and I cried a lot. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, there was Us that came out this oh, year. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. that's right. That was yeah. a good movie. I That was really early in the year. Yeah, I always forgot that that was Dualism. last year. Yeah. All about <laughs> what is a human. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> Jordan Peele is really good. But see, that's how I watch movies. I watch movies, and I'm like, that's all about dualism. And like, so Stephanie and I you just... You are the only person I, on the and planet. And see, I get flagged for that. Dualism. <laughs> Stephanie and I went to go, well, go see Knives Out, which was also a really good movie of 2019. Yeah. And I was like, this is all about immigration. And Steph's like, what are you talking about? What, Zootopia? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I, I, no Knives Out. Oh, I'm sorry. I, Zootopia I blanked there. was... When was no, when? Zootopia was totally about like Islamophobia. I, yeah, I know, like, but was totally. it Islamophobia? Yeah, that was last oh, yeah. year, wasn't it? I don't know when that movie was. It was it made. It was. It's been a while, but like the whole the whole point was like people were afraid of like you had the predators, you know, quotes oh. and then prey, yeah, like coexisting in harmony together. But mm. then the prey started to incite fear that they should be yeah. scared of the predators because of. X Y Z, and it was it was very much in the time of where there was yeah. like an elevated sense of fear of people that have different religions. Like, did so you ever see that movie, Taylor? Is is that called just Islamophobia? Just mm-hmm. f- I think the so. fear of Islam. Yes, it's yeah, Zootopia it's in parentheses of fear of Islam. Well, not the movie title, but, but the, the that term. Yeah, I think oh, it's really? called Islamophobia. I thought, or is that xenophobia? I think that's, that's a fear no. of difference. That's fear Xeno- of difference. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, yeah. that's interesting because like, we I think of like xenomorphs, like the aliens or whatever. Fear of difference. Okay, so <coughs> what about books? Any any like really insightful books mm-hmm. or any impactful things you read? Oh yeah. This year? Yeah, I put a top 10 list out on my Instagram. Oh, oh really? Books. Yeah. I didn't see that. I, did. I don't I don't well, know about top 10. I maybe have like a top 3. Let me pull up your uh, Instagram. Oh, well, I could uh, The Common Rule by Justin Whitmore mm. Early was really formative for me. Um Comer's book on ruthless elimination of hurry was on there. Yeah. Um, I read a great novel by Graham Greene called The Power and the Glory. Mm. I think it's actually on a list of a top 100 novels like by Time Magazine. It's in that list. But he was... Um, it's actually a very provocative book about certain issues with religion, priests, and stuff. So it was really good. But yeah, those are some of mine on the top of the list. I just realized... And I, I th- was it this year that I read Garden City or was that last year? I think it was this year. Okay, yeah, because that one yeah. would definitely be on there for me. Yeah, um, Rhythms of Grace. 
by oh. Cosper. That one was super, yes, very true. super impactful. Um, I usually try to read Pilgrim's Progress every so often, and so mm. I reread that this year. So that one was pretty good. Mm. I'm trying to think of what else I read this year. Do you not keep a list? No, I probably should. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, keep a list. I used That'd to keep a list. I should keep one again. Mm. Halfway yeah. through the um, Road Back to You, Evan. Mm. <laughs> we won't get oh, into the, the, the crisis <laughs> of that. <laughs> that was a good book I read this year, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think of any uh, a book that was that carried with me throughout the year was The Sabbath mm-hmm. by Abraham Joshua mm-hmm. Heschel. Mm-hmm. I read that every Saturday. Yes. Very slowly. Yeah. I finished uh, the Screw Tape Letters recently. Is that your yeah. first time? I've, well, I've, I've really, other than like the Chronicles of Narnia, I've never really read anything by him. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so that was my first exposure to him. It was really cool. I, yeah. I, I think I liked it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I liked it. It was cool. My parents went and saw the live performance. Oh. I've, I feel like that show. would be pretty good. They said it was really good. The guy. How yeah. would that? How would that work? Because it's just like letters. Yeah. Like, it's, course, just, it's just like he's screw tape writing to Wormwood. Like how does that work? Yeah. Yeah, they just acted out. Is Wormwood a character, or is it just? I think so. Yeah. Oh. I thought you said it's a one-man show. Yeah, I was not. That's not correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I was it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I don't like about it is that I I wish that there had there was like back and forth. You know, mm. like like there you'll have so the for people that don't know the book the premise of the book mm-hmm. is you have two tempters as they're called basically like i guess demons or yes. is a way to describe them and it's written from a from their perspective of them tempting humans to stray off you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um in their walk and so it's screw tape who is a more wise demon, demon. riding to his nephew uh wormwood or wormworld Wormwood. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's telling him like ways to grow in that, and he's rebuking him and correcting him. Mm-hmm. But I just, but it's every single one except for the very end is just him writing to Wormwood. And I just think it would have been kind of cool. Like he'd been like, "Oh nephew, you'll never be like 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 you know, I, or oh uncle, you know, I yeah. don't know." That'd have been really cool. But that's my only complaint with it, probably. Yeah. What about you, Cam? Mm-hmm. Um, mine. I didn't read as much uh, fiction as I wished. I did, um, or uh, as much as I should, mm-hmm. um, this past year. But I liked uh, Garden City and mm-hmm. Comer, um, Church of Us versus Them, mm-hmm. David Fitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I read, I did read the Canterbury Tales this year. Oh, that oh, okay, was really cool. good. Yeah. It's super entertaining, pretty provocative, but it's funny. <laughs> did you read the Cosper mm-hmm. book on like transcendence this year, or was that last year? Cosper. Oh, that was oh yeah, that was last was that, year. That was last year. Yeah, that was a good book too. You, you talked mean, about that you book mean yeah. two years ago, I guess. Oh, yeah. it was twenty twenty. It was twenty eighteen. But my favorite fiction, um, Cat's Cradle was pretty good, but mm-hmm. Slaughterhouse Five, it, I think, is Bonnegate. my favorite novel. Really, from Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, I think that's my favorite right now. I I, I should get more into fiction. Like I don't really. Yeah. That's one of my resolutions this year is to read more fiction. Read more fiction. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I really like just aesthetically. I like the way that those penguin classics, you know, mm. yeah, those, yeah, those look. Are good. They look really cool, and and I've got like a couple of them that like I just have gotten somehow. Yeah. And there's like five of them that are at my house. They're just on like a bookshelf. Seeing a series of books on yeah. a shelf, oh, yeah, super satisfying. Looks really cool. And I'm just like, but I've never read those. You know, I don't know. M- maybe so I'll get around to it. So <laughs> like, um, I, you know, I was telling you this, Taylor, but I ordered, um. Uh, Death of a S- Death of a Salesman from Arthur Miller, I think is his name. It's a play. Um, it's a play into a book. 
Yeah, like okay. it's the yeah. Yeah. Um, like the Crucible. Is yeah, a play, right? okay. like that, gotcha, gotcha. or like Shakespeare. You know, it's in that format, whatever. Gotcha. But um, and then I also ordered Ayn Rand's uh, Atlas Shrugged, and I did not realize it came in the mail. I was expecting like a normal size book. That thing's like over a thousand pages. Yeah, I did yeah. not know it was that big. It's um, It's huge. <laughs> so that'll take a while to read, <laughs> but it felt really good starting out my year with. <clears throat> Atlas Shrugged, mm-hmm. like I opened it and I realized it was like the 3rd of January. Like, this is my first novel of the year. It's yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. There nice. you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, so what do you? what's going to be the first book for 2020? You, Atlas Shrugged, you're going to finish that, you think? Uh, yes. Okay, wow. I already calculated how many pages I need to read a day to finish it in like a month. So oh. it's about like 30 pages a day. Which oh, okay. Bad. That's not mm-hmm. bad. You know what you're going to read first? I think I really want to read... I've had it for probably eight or nine months, I got it at a conference back last spring, but I just haven't read it yet, but I just keep hearing about it all the time, and it's apparently really good. It's The Whole Christ, mm. or, yeah, I think it's called The Whole Christ, by Sinclair mm. Ferguson. Oh, and I've, I've had never it. read anything by I, him. I haven't, I haven't either. I've never um, heard of him. He's, uh, he's Scottish, I think. Yeah, yeah Scottish um, pastor over there. He's written a bunch. He preaches at a lot of um, conferences and things like that. Uh, he's pretty involved with Ligonier Ministry, too, mm-hmm. mm. but I think he might be one of their fellows i don't really maybe i don't know um but like i've heard people like like put that book in their like top five all time like it's oh, wow. apparently like really impactful to people so mm. i think i'll probably once i finish the road back to you that might be the next one that i go to mm. i've got a couple marriage books too that there you go because um, <laughs> because yeah, carson yes. recently got engaged yep. yes so uh but there's um applause me and applauding. madeline each got one that's like um gender specific and then there's like two that we're like she's reading gonna read one I'm gonna read one then we'll switch and then we'll which ones you got I have no idea what they're called okay <laughs> they're in, th- in my office okay but I, have, I could not tell you the name of Tim them. Keller's meaning both. of marriage it's the best book on marriage okay cool uh, now we you read. both should watch Marriage Story <laughs> you should watch Marriage Story <laughs> put a real <laughs> grim picture <laughs> yeah. of marriage but like so get ready yeah. <laughs> December is going to be great. (laughs) All right. We have talked for 16 minutes. We need to get to it. Oh, wow. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and get into our topic. Yes. So we finished technically. Through went pretty well through chapter three. Yeah, it was a fun teaching time. Uh, I think students have said that it's very interesting, and uh, there was some cool stuff and some reimagined looks at scripture. And <clears throat> you know, whenever you really just start diving into scripture, at kind of that uh, that level of asking really good questions and just exploring, right? Just having this kind of uh, this um, hmm, sentiment or freedom to explore, I mm. guess. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to go about Scripture. And so we kind of carried that with us throughout the series. And then the last thing that we did was kind of a really big picture of that kind of exploration, which was we threw out this kind of question of, okay, what is nakedness all about? Mm. Right. And we kind of like, instead of me sitting there and telling them my opinion on it, we sat around tables for about an hour one Wednesday night and just let students kind of throw ideas back and forth. Um, Made for an interesting evening. 
It was, <laughs> but it was good. So I basically reviewed everything, and we traced everything back um, that we had uh, looked over in the series, and then um, I noted that nakedness is this really prevalent thing, right? So uh, 225, I think, is the first mention of nakedness. Genesis 2.25, where it says the man and the woman were both naked and not ashamed. Mm-hmm. Next verse, one is now the serpent was more crafty or cunning. And that's, sa- that's the same Hebrew word for naked. Mm. And then it goes through the temptation account. and uh, They eat of the tree. And what, it, what happens? They realize they were naked. naked. Which is so odd. Like I remember the first time I thought about that. It was like, it doesn't say that they realize that they... Knew right and wrong, they knew mm-hmm. that they were naked for some reason. <laughs> but I, I don't know why. But we, like we attribute, like I mean, because like they they ultimately did have that mm-hmm. knowledge. But like that's like the main focal point when like the text says they realized they were naked, yes. not that they yeah. knew right and wrong. But like I feel like that's just what we teach kids. Like that's you're what growing up it into. Yeah, it's interesting. Yep. Part of that kind of whole lullaby effect, right? Yeah, these stories have just been so washed out, right? That w- we don't even really read them anymore. Um, but then they clothe themselves, right? And God confronts the man in the garden, and the man is hiding, and God's like, why are you hiding? He's like, I was afraid because I was naked. Mm-hmm. And so there it is again. Mm-hmm. And God's like, who told you you were naked? And then he uh, deals out some consequences, and what's the last thing God does before he sends them out of the garden? He clothes them. Mm-hmm. So, okay, which we'll just really step back and say, what is going on with nakedness, and why is it that nakedness is almost some central picture or image to this story? Um, so did you guys, I think we had a few conversations about it, but what were some immediate things that kind of came into your mind or things that you heard students say, if you remember? I know a big one was um, was innocence. Because mm. nakedness is like this picture of, yeah, like kids are born naked. And it's not an issue. Like their nakedness is even amongst each other. Like I think about my yeah, little like a shame. Mm-hmm. They're not the ashamed. Removal of shame. Yeah. 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 So that was interesting. Well, that was one line of thinking. And so nakedness kind of becomes this uh, prime example of what it means for sin to enter the picture. It takes good things, things that are innocent at mm. birth, and totally twists them. Yeah. And perverts them. So that was interesting, and I think that's one legitimate line of thought. Um, But this is what I threw out to the students. I said, answer me this. Is nakedness good or bad? Is nakedness a good thing or a bad thing? How would you guys In and of itself? Yeah. I mean, I would say say no. I would steer more towards no. It's kind of in the middle. Like it's a, just because it doesn't, like when you actually read the text, I don't see it being a right or wrong, mm-hmm. but it, I feel like what's been the majority of what's been taught is they were they were good, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like they were good, and then now for some reason they're clothed and they're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It's weird. It's almost like an opposite of what you would think it'd be. Yeah, I think if they're clothed, then they're right, but mm-hmm. they're naked now. They're They've lost something. Yeah. I hear you. Is nakedness something that had to be created? Like, is nakedness kind of like hmm. darkness, just the absence of light? Yeah, that's another line of... Like, because do we that. think that God would create something that isn't good? 
like everything that God creates is good. Yeah. Well, so that that's the question, right? Is yeah. uh, really what we're having to to wrestle with here is, did God create everything as good as it could be? Mm. And one example that we have, there's a few examples. One example is that man was created what alone, mm. which was a not good that he was going to solve, mm. and he does solve it. Mm-hmm. The garden was a place that you know we've talked about this a little bit. Um, we don't like to use the language of perfect because that means it could never be like better or developed further. But yeah. the garden was more of a place of potential that was mm. meant to be expanded. Right, because when you look at the last page of the Bible, the garden turns into, to reference a book we've already mentioned, a garden city. Yeah. Right. So the garden was always designed to be worked, and to be expanded, and whatnot. So <laughs> I, was, I just think, man, John Cobra's getting, <laughs> getting yeah, some, goodness gracious, some free plugs here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get that from John John Mark Comer, but I uh, it was um, uh, N.T. Wright, I think, first exposed that to me, mm-hmm. but. Comer's language for it was so much better. It's just super practical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was one way. I said, well, when you look on the last page of the Bible, are we naked or are we clothed? Clothed. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's interesting. It's mm-hmm. like everybody wants to go back to mm-hmm. the garden, you know. That's a good point, too. Yeah. Like the, like to the big strive is like <laughs> going backwards. But like when yeah. you look forward to how it will be, it's not like that. Yeah. There's that Phil Wickham song that talks about, I want to be back in Eden, <laughs> oh. naked and unashamed. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember we were in college when that came out. And we're like, this is weird. This is an odd song. <laughs> Wait, how long has Phil Wickham been a thing? Phil Wickham's surprisingly, yeah. I think, older than people think he is. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I always thought he was new because he, think he's he like, changes his music with. That's very true. With. He's about times. he's like what forty probably. I bet he's around forty. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, I was only in college ten years ago. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> like Taylor's how like old? Is Taylor's Phil like Wickham? what thirty? I tried to phrase that real as like as best as I could That's funny. to make it sound like you weren't old. So I uh, I think one of the things, and when you look out the rest of the Old Testament, even if you fast forward a little bit to the story of Noah. And there's this weird thing that, that happens with Noah and his sons where uh, one of his sons mm. looks upon his nakedness, yes. yeah. and it's horrible. It's this horrible thing, and maybe there's something more there, maybe there's not. Mm-hmm. But it carries throughout the rest of the Bible that nakedness is not a good thing. Yeah, Nakedness is looked down upon, especially in that culture. And so this kind of opened up a line of questioning for me and also this one article that I was reading. Like, maybe they didn't see nakedness as this good condition maybe they saw it as a problem that god was about to solve in the same way man being alone god would solve so the question was not you know um about why they're unashamed but when are they going to be clothed Mm -hmm. and um there was another interesting way to kind of go about that when we talked about the the hebrew word for shame Mm, do, yeah. you, do you remember what maybe the only other place in the Torah it's used? Um, do you remember how it was translated? It was a uh, delayed. Right? Yeah, it yeah. talked about Moses coming down from Mount uh, Sinai. Yeah. yeah, and the same Hebrew word I think it's bosha, boshashu, <laughs> boshashu, uh, or something like we'll that. Go with that. Yeah, sure. No one's gonna check me, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I guess there's somebody at <laughs> some seminary somebody, uh, listening uh, nope. to this and like. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, just go to Blue Letter yeah. Bible. You can find it. Um, 
But uh, the only other places translated in the Torah talks about Moses coming down from Mount Sinai when they're giving the law, and he was delayed. Mm-hmm. And that's that same word for unashamed. So oddly enough, you know, me and Cam were just talking about this the other day. The Hebrew language packs in so much meaning to words, more so than any other, more so than like English. Well, because like, uh, like English, we have what, over 250,000 words? Yep. And then Hebrew is 70,000? Just 7,000. Or 7,000, yeah. Like so, yeah. Think about ooh, that. That's, that's a lot. That's a big difference. What they do is their their words have so much meaning packed into it that we differentiate with different words in English. Yeah. That we kind of lose some of it, and we've just seen this right when we talked about Bereshit, the first word of the Bible. Yeah. That it's packed in to that word of beginning is also an anticipation for the end. When we talk about nakedness, there's also this crafty, cunning connotation mm-hmm. to it. When we talk about shame, there's also this delay. Thing, mm-hmm. image yeah, in a way that we lose with English because yes. beginning just means beginning. Naked well, just, just means naked. It's yeah. also funny because we're so particular with our language. Like somebody changes a little bit of language and wording on us, and we're like, "Oh no, they're a heretic," you know? <laughs> oh, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we those nuances, I guess, are are really impactful for us and, yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, that's that's a good point. So with Hebrew, it kind of opens up this explorative mindset. Mm. Right where they they want you to send you in kind of um, an image rather than like a proposition, like Hebrew and Eastern people, uh, the Eastern mindset worked a lot in images rather than propositions. So when they mm. explain God, they would say God is uh, like uh, He is our rock, right? He's our fortress. We say God is perfect. God is without fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, we work in propositions, and the Hebrew Bible and the Eastern mindset often works in images, and so the words that they use are often to send you on a journey, kind of exploration. So that's the whole point with this. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, if we come back to that Hebrew word for shame, it's like the translation could be Adam and Eve were naked and they were delayed, which is an interesting kind of right. It sends you into that line of questioning of kind of like, well, when are they going to get clothed? Mm-hmm. And then what happens next? It's the temptation account. And at the end of the tem- temptation account, in verse 6 or 7, what is what happens? Oh, Carson, why don't you just read Genesis 3, verse 7? Okay, here we go. Genesis, just chapter 7, verse, or chapter 3, verse 7. Yeah, yeah. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. Okay, so right, um, the question is, how are they going to get clothed? The temptation account happens. What's the last thing that happens? They made themselves. Like they clothe themselves, yeah. right? So it's this interesting thing of, okay, ha- they got clothed by clothing themselves by falling into temptation and disobeying God. And then um, later you see that God actually clothes them. And so it kind of talks or flavors the temptation account in this way, that human disobedience is distrusting God's character and Mm -hmm. distrusting his timing, right? Because God was going to clothe them. It's something that he was planning on doing and he ends up doing. And maybe not as um, as a condemnation for their situation, but as something he planned to do all along, all along, but yet they took the matters into their own hand and were trying to be like God in that sense. Mm-hmm. 
um, which fits in with the rest of the narrative really well. Well, it's also really interesting to me, like the after Adam and Eve eat of the fruit, like the first action from God is clothing them. Yeah. Like before he ever curses anything, before he ever does anything, he clothes them. Well, he closed them after he gives out the consequences. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Well, I'm sorry. But he never curses the man and the woman, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that, too. But in line with what you were saying, though, the clothing is still an act of grace. Yeah. Like, how mighty an act of grace that he's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. even these clothes that they made for themselves, right? What I love is Adam, or uh, he still hides Mm -hmm. after he makes his own clothes. Because he's not enough. Yeah, Yeah. because he's like, I'm I'm naked. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he had already made clothes for himself, and yet these clothes aren't even accomplishing what they're supposed to yeah. do. And it's then looking in light of the New Testament, like that we, you know, because the righteousness of Jesus is placed on us, we stand unashamed in the presence of the Father. I think yeah, really and cool. what was so interesting is how often Paul uses that language of being clothed in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. This, I mean, he's working with this whole narrative of yeah. Genesis 1 where, yeah. like, we are being clothed in Christ. We are being remade into the image we were supposed to be made in. And uh, that was the other interesting thing I read in this article was when you look at kind of images or idols in the ancient world, um, I think Jeremiah 10 kind of shows this progression. The last thing that happens to an image or an idol is it gets clothed. So almost like when people were making idols or images, the last thing to happen in that process was it it was going to be clothed. So God is clothing us in Christ as a fulfillment of us being his image bearers in the world. Mm. And it's just this beautiful kind of picture of rounding everything together. You guys have any more thoughts on that or just on the whole Genesis series uh, so far as a whole? Um, we hope to to maybe continue exploring 4 through 11 at some point. But Yeah, yeah I was saying I'd, I'd love to get like a feel from the listeners to see if like they would want us to keep going hmm. with Genesis or maybe explore yeah. something else like on this platform. That would be cool. Yeah. Would have no idea how to. Obtain that information. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Apple Podcasts, I guess, have a place for reviews. Um, that's where a lot of our listeners listen. Also, Anchor has yeah. a place to, to give some feedback. It's on Spotify. Well, you can't do But you can send Spotify. an email to Carson at Lake Norman <laughs> Baptist. That would be okay. Dot com. Yeah, they they certainly that. can. Carson <laughs> at L A K E. N O R M A N B A P T I S Lake Norman Baptist T. You forgot the T at T. Yes. After all, well, that backfired. Yeah. Oh. It turned out great. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Well, I had fun. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, everybody.